Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, tracking the Toronto Raptors 133-113 win against the Cleveland Cavaliers Riker. Everyone played well tonight, it was, a, it was a phenomenal performance for the Raptors, and just watching this game, it made, it brought back memories of, how is this the franchise that we lost three straight playoff series to? Well, because we hardly lost to this franchise, Ben, we lost to the man named LeBron James, because yeah. wherever he goes, he becomes the franchise. Maybe not so much now, but on the Los Angeles Lakers, but certainly in the past, the Cavaliers mm-hmm. was, their identity was LeBron James. But now those days are long in the past, it seems, and this is just one of those easy ones. The Cavaliers coming into this game, they're 1-20, I believe. Something crazy when they're losing at half, so you can kind mm-hmm. of expect that you're going to win this game pretty handily. Yeah, the Toronto Raptors came out from the jump, and the whole way through, the Cavaliers, I think, they, they've tried to fight back at points, but the, the, it looked, they didn't have any hope at any point in this one. And a lot of that had to do with our, our main duo over the past few games, Pascal Siakam and Norman Powell. Siakam with 33 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Norman Powell with 26, 6, and 5, and 4 steals. Just a remarkable game from the two of those guys. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And who impressed you more? Because obviously Pascal Siakam has been on and off as of late he he's not really impressed in the games that you want him to impress he's done a -hmm. lot of good showings in these lesser against these lesser than teams but norman powell he's been really impressing lately and just all around his his offensive performances have been incredible and tonight nothing shy of that so ben who impressed you more tonight was it pascal or norm Oh, it's got to be Norm, because Pascal, and this is not to take anything away from Pascal's Siakam's game, because he was super efficient and played really well, strong game tonight. We'll get into him after, but Norman Powell, just what he's been able to do with this starting position, this newfound confidence that he's found with this Toronto Raptors team this season, he's coming out in these games, he's looking for shots from the jump, he's slashing to the rim under control, Leo, they, they said it on the broadcast, you know, those, those intangible things that Norm has improved on, but Riker... The way Norman Powell has played, because you could make an argument for over the past 10 games, Norman Powell's been our best, most consistent player. You can probably make that argument. And that's with him playing as a starter most of these games. Do you think with Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry coming back that Norman Powell should be a starter? Or should we take the risk that, you know, he said it after the game, that as a starter, as in his current stretch of games, he's been able to play through his mistakes and get a groove going on the court. He said that in the postgame presser. Should we risk bringing him off the bench the way he's playing and, you know, that we know Fred Van Vliet is capable of being strong off the bench? Or, you it's a wonderful know, is, argument, ben. is Fred No, Van... I know what you're trying to say here. It's a wonderful argument because... Yep. It's the same thing that we said about OG Ananobi at the beginning of the season. You want to give him minutes so he can develop into a certain kind of player, right? Just to see what he's able to bring. And you need X amount of time to get your rhythm, to play through your shots, like Norman Powell said. The issue is, in, I don't remember what period it was during the game, but they played back one of the interviews with Nick Nurse, and Nick said... I believe he's he, he's played in himself into a position where he deserves 14, 15 minutes per night, and then depending on the matchup, sometimes he'll play up to 20, 25 minutes per game. So I think they, they sort of have him pegged, Nick Nurse, coaching staff, they have him pegged to have that lower tier to come in off the bench, those sort of minutes. I think that we can see that his role should be as a starter, Ben. That seems pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And I'd be keen to say that Lowry should be bumped back to the starting or to the bench position, but we both know that that's never going to happen. So I think, unfortunately, you're going to see Norm come off the bench when we have a full, healthy roster. 
Yeah, honestly, this this debate could be a whole video, and we may, might make it when Fred VanVleet is closer to coming back, but that, that's an interesting take, because Kyle Lowry tonight, too, an amazing game, 20 points, 11 assists, 4 rebounds. He's still doing all the Kyle Lowry things, despite the fact he's had a couple poor shooting nights. He's looked to have completely bounced back, but on top of those guys, Pascal Siakam, 33 points, not to be outshined by, by his teammates. He had 13 of 24 from the field, 5 of 8 from the three-point line. Pascal Siakam tonight is did the things that we want him to do as our main guy, our number one option, our possible superstar. Every time he missed a couple shots, he went straight to the rim, attacked to get his rhythm and, and flow back, and then looked for those kind of semi-contested threes that are just daggers for the other team. When Siakam plays like this, right, he's not settling. He's not, when the shots aren't going down, settling for fadeaways over Tristan Thompson or whoever's guarding him. When he decides to be in attack mode, get get comfortable within the flow of the game, I don't know why he doesn't play like this on a consistent basis against good teams. Well, Ben, I can tell you why. And it's because, although on one hand, he played really well against pretty good defenders and big bodies, sometimes he has a challenge against the stronger guys than him, like the Tristan Thompsons and the Kevin Loves, Sometimes he struggled against guys that can actually match up pretty well. Perhaps Porter, I don't know who the smaller guys are that could really stand up against Siakam tonight. But he ran the fast break a lot, right? And the Cavaliers, they were slow getting back for the majority of the night. And the games where he struggled, teams have cut off the Raptors' transition offense and forced them to play exclusively in the half court. And that's when Pascal Siakam, when he can't get out running and he misses a few shots... It seems to affect the entire rest of his game. So this one's hard because he he was able to get out in transition, and then that obviously builds up his confidence, and then he makes however many he was tonight from three, five or eight, or however much he shot really efficiently. efficiently. So we need to see him play in a game where he doesn't get his, his transition game gets limited, but he still attacks and he still is aggressive even in a half-court set. Yeah, certainly. That, that That's a great point there. I, I'd love to see now... Because he's, he's gone through ups and downs over the course of the season. Now that he's had a few games where he can really get his rhythm back, I'd love to see him as we go into this stretch over Christmas where we play a few of the more top-tier teams again to continue this sort of style. So it's going to be interesting to see if he continues it. But the, even the rest of the starters, the whole starting unit play great. OG Ananobi, Riker, the, his handle tonight, it looked it's certainly been improved this season. But he made a couple crossovers, went straight to the rim, was really under control as he went up and finished around the basket. I know he took a few guys that are decent defenders on the Cavs off the dribble in, you know, uh, Osman, who's who's okay. Not great defenders, but guys that are his position, not complete mismatches. He he was using his size. He was making really, really nice takes tonight. Yeah, he absolutely was, Ben. Tonight... OG and an OB, I think everybody, this is a game where you're going to try things that perhaps you wouldn't normally have the confidence to do. Maybe you are you think that the coach might pull you if you make a big mistake against a pivotal team or when it's close. Mm-hmm. This is the one of those fortunate games where you kind of have the victory in the bag, so you can go ahead and try out a, you know, a, a dribble package or a layup package that you've been yep. working on in practice, but you've been waiting to break out in a game. And we saw a lot of different crafty moves tonight by all players. A lot of cool dunks. We're going to get to that, no doubt, in the segments. And then the last thing, maybe, I'm sure you've got a few more things to talk about, but um, tonight's an interesting one because obviously with we're going to have a full video on trades, potential trades, but with the trade season just now getting started... Kevin Love's going to be a big name on the block. Cavaliers are going to be trying to ship it, try to be shipping him away. Tristan Thompson's already been in the rumor mix. We had a breakdown on that with the Toronto Raptors. 
it's interesting to see these guys go head to head now to see what what would it look like if these guys had to don the Raptors jersey. Yeah, it was. I think they showed tonight that unless we're getting other assets back, it's probably. And we made this declaration. We we had this opinion, or at least I did. We we I think I assume you do as well during our trade videos that. We're our centers. We're good at those positions. We we are fine in terms of Gasol and Ibaka. I'd rather those two players over Tristan Thompson. So and he he showed some stuff tonight. He he really played well in terms of being aggressive and going at it. It looked like he was almost auditioning for the Toronto Raptors in this game for stretches. I know one of my friends made that the, that point out to me. But Riker, what's your take? Because I don't really want to see trades from these guys and the Cleveland Cavaliers love Thompson. And a lot of the moves are going down. I know we're going to break it down further, but what are your impressions? Yeah, like we're not going to ship away Marcus All. Maybe we would want another big, but we already have limited minutes to dole out. I could see us maybe trading away a Baca, but it wouldn't be for a guy that doesn't have a three-point game. Now, Tristan Thompson, yep. you're right. He played splendidly tonight, but he doesn't bring as much to the table or as much to the court as Serge Ibaka does right now. And we're not going to take on the contract of Kevin Love. No two ways around mm. that. So tonight, fun game, but uh, really it's just good to get the momentum going for the Toronto Raptors again after a long period of disappointment. Yeah, that, that's certainly key. The Nets game, this one, have been awesome. Before we swing into the segments, just run through a few players. One of the guys that we just brought up, Serge Ibaka, started the game out pretty tough. I think he missed his first three or four shots and then... You know, really started to cook it. Kyle Lowry got him going, made sure he got into a scoring groove. So that was nice to see Ibaka knock down some shots. Chris Boucher got some run tonight, seven points. Uh, some great offensive rebounding, doing all the Chris Boucher things. TD, 19 minutes, seven points. Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw came in and actually really impressed me because he, he hit his open shots and he was making plays that were really impactful. Before, briefly, before the segments, any any of those players you want to talk about, Riker? Patrick McCaw, I have a theory on him, is that I was surprised that he's been getting the minutes that he has. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are. Uh, you know what? Maybe Well, one, maybe there's something going on in the practices, obviously, because yeah. we don't see everything. We don't see what's going on behind the scenes. But this is also a guy three years into the league, three championships. He... he even though he hasn't played a big, significant role on any of those teams, I guess you could say to an extent he is deserving of getting minutes or at least being able to try to prove himself, right? So yeah. that's maybe what I'm seeing is he's gone past the point where he's got to struggle to get more than five minutes per game. Maybe they're just saying, you know, go out there, show us what you got. You're in the league for a reason. You're obviously a good defender, and if you can get that three-point shot going, he would be a valuable piece for the Toronto Raptors. Certainly. You know, a lot of a lot of great performances tonight, but let's swing into the segments tonight. The spicy pea lay of the day, Riker. There were it felt like hundreds of spicy pea lays of the day in this one. I know the the obvious one is gonna be Spicy P himself throwing that, that wild lob to Norman Powell on the fast break, who, you know, cocked the ball back and threw it down. Uh, I, we could run through a bunch. Do you have any in mind off the top of your head? Also involving Norm, but to me the more impressive play uh who was it? Pa- Patrick McCaw, he gets the the, the worst kind as an offensive player, he got the wraparound steal. You know, if you're dribbling, you mm-hmm. blow past your man, but then all of a sudden the ball gets poked loose from behind. Patrick McCaw poked it loose, gets on the fast break, could have took it up himself, but throws a behind-the-back pass to Norman Powell, who then finishes same way he did with Pascal Siakam with a nasty one-hand tomahawk, the Norman Powell classic. Yeah, certainly. And one more, too. OG Ananobi, he caught the ball. 
It was, a, it was a bit of a wild transition finish, and I believe it was Seti Osman who try, tried to contest it, but OG, as always, when he, he dunks it, he gets up way higher than I think anyone thinks he will, and just yammed it down over him. So, a lot of spicy P-lays tonight for the Toronto Raptors, but not all plays could be the spicy P-lay of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez, Riker, and tonight, I definitely have one in mind, Marc Gasol. He started off this game being really aggressive, fin you know, showing off a few post moves like we always ask him to do, and it was really encouraging to see. Obviously, the Raptors had this one in the bag basically the whole time, so we he was he was being a bit passive, but that's encouraging to see him make a few of those moves. But at one point in the second half, he uh, Spicy P threw a, a law pass into him down in the key, and he had not one but two open layups. There's only Colin Sexton, who's a foot shorter than him, underneath him. Missed two open layups, right? Hey, you don't think Colin Sexton can can size up against Marcus Gasol, Ben? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> not when not when he's not jumping and oh, it <laughs> looking was, for it was for brutal. To it was brutal. It. Yeah. I, you know what? And also, Ben, tonight was a bit of a dunk fest for the Toronto Raptors, but there was one dunk that didn't go through. Chris Boucher, <laughs> yeah, credit yeah. to him. He always tries to throw it down, but this time he he was miraculously short and throws it off front rim. Gets the foul at least to save him some, from some embarrassment. That's my OGs. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he he got fouled. He said, "Yo, I'm gonna jump for wherever I got fouled to." And he he's a long guy. He's got those long arms, but it fe felt like he jumped from way back and obviously hit the front of the rim. So, a few OGs to plays from this one as well. Usually happens when you play the Cavs. And finally, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award Riker and. I have one in mind, and I think you'll probably agree with it when I bring it up, because your favorite player, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Riker, zero minutes tonight. Not on the injury report. It, there was nothing really said about it that I heard in the broadcast. You know, Patrick McCaw came back. We have a we have a few guys playing well now. Chris Boucher's in the lineup. It's guys playing similar positions. Is Rondé Hollis-Jefferson out of the rotation completely now? This is, this is a kind of a big thing, considering how well he played when uh, Lowry and Ibaka were out. Well, this is the reason that I brought up earlier in the podcast about Patrick McCaw. Maybe he's doing something in practices that we don't see. I wanted to use that as foreshadowing, because I was going to bring up Rondé if you didn't. I think there's something going on, Ben, because I've been high on him all season long. To me, he does the right things. But you can see that sometimes his attitude gets the best of him, and I'd say that there is some attitude issues or there's something going on behind you know with the coaching staff in the practices in the locker room because if you just look at his play and his performance alone he deserves to get to get minutes regardless if Lowry and Ibaka are back in the rotation at least a handful of minutes and probably over Chris Boucher so something's up Ben and hopefully we'll figure out what it is soon yeah certainly because he he had he's had one of the best offensive rating offensive rebounding ratings in the league this season you know his hustle the way he gets under the rim this finishing he's been really good for the Raptors this year but I guess one point to maybe bring up before we close it off to close off this Rondé point you know Patrick McCall he's a guy that is is we talked about it a lot last year obviously this season hasn't played many games due to injury but he's a guy that's been known for his hustle as well and I think the one area that we could definitely give Patrick McCall the the nod over Rondé over is the three-point shooting and the Toronto Raptors over the past three seasons we we've really adjusted our team to always having guys on the court that can either defend and knock down threes or not either they have to be able to do both of those things and you know, we can look through the whole lineup, and the unfortunate thing about Rondé, and we saw it in the last game, he really can't knock down the three. That's the biggest hole, the glaring hole in this game. 
Do you think that's probably the biggest case in reasoning outside of maybe some attitude things that he's not getting minutes? Because the defense is there, but, you know, guys like Boucher, guys like McCaw, they do that as well, but they also provide that spacing that the, the Raptors need in, on offense. That's possible, but the thing is, they don't offer the same kind of defense against a big, and when you're playing a larger team like Philadelphia, for instance... Putting Patrick McCaw out there is not really going to help you if he's on a matchup against Tobias Harris or on a switch on Al Horford. At least Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is a little more versatile. But it's a catch-22, Ben. You're exactly right because if you need him out there against a bigger team, then he's also going to be allowing uh, or yeah, allowing that team when they're on defense to collapse in the paint a little bit more and make it even harder to get in the, and, and score inside the paint. So while, yeah, he can defend against a bigger team, he's also making it more difficult to score on the opposite end. So I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Ben. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what plays out for Rondé Hollis-Jefferson now that McCaw's back. Boucher's shown that he deserves minutes. All these players. But let's know what you guys think. A lot of interesting things going around Raptor land right now. And lots of rumors that the that Woj and all them are bringing up that we're going to break down. So stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. Subscribe. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, any last words? McCaw! McCaw! It's back. <laughs> Cheers.